This podcast has been created by Retina UK, a national charity working for people with inherited sight loss. We hope that you enjoy listening to it. Welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Retina UK podcast. My name's Tina Houlihan and I'm the Chief Executive at Retina UK. I've been lucky enough to work for the organisation since 2015 and even luckier today that we've managed to talk our founder and an honorary president, Linda Cantor, into having a discussion with us today. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. It's lovely to see you today. Could you tell us a little bit about why you started the charity? Well, it was a long, long time ago. And when I was basically told that I had not got, I'd got retinitis pigmentosa, there was nowhere, nobody had heard of it. I tried everywhere and it led me to go to America because Americans, they, they know everything. So I had a great girlfriend who got me an appointment to see an ophthalmologist in America. And there I met a chap called Ben Berman, who had founded a similar charity as ours now. He didn't, uh, he'd founded it a year ago when I went out there and met him. And he was very keen that I should get an organization getting get, to get going in this country. Well, that was easier said than done. Um, had two very small children and no knowledge in the Selmic world at all. He had the most enormous personality. He could persuade anybody to do anything. So I came back from America thinking, well, mm, I'll try. And I had just 15 names of British people that had contacted him. And I wrote to them, telling them I was thinking of getting them an organization together to help RP patients. I had no idea how many um, patients there were in this country. I knew nothing. And um, Ben, being Ben, contacted the BBC and there was a program called In Touch, which is still running. But in those days it went out on a Sunday. Anyway, they asked me if I'd gotten be interviewed. So I was asked to outline what ideas I had. I hadn't got any. I didn't know where I was starting from. Anyway, the broadcast went out on a Sunday afternoon. I think it was at half past five. And about two days later, I had over 500 letters to cope with. And that <clears throat> was how it all started. That's incredible, Linda. I mean, when the charity was first started, it was totally volunteer led. Um, and volunteers are so incredibly important to the organization. 
Could you tell us a bit about the role of volunteers in the early years and including the helpline, which you've, you've already led to believe that there was this sort of huge tidal wave of need for information and how volunteers helped with that? Oh, people just wanted to do anything to help, but uh, never came up. We had paid staff. And uh, the first AGM we ever held, we had people from Birmingham who wanted to start a Birmingham branch, Devon, and, and <clears throat> now on top of running a home and two young children, no other help. I roped into some girlfriends who could type and they helped me type some letters. Another girlfriend took the kids off with her kids to so and take them out for me. And that came about. We had so many phone calls in the day. But it was getting, people would phone in the evening when I was a, a single mother. And it was, so we had the idea that we would start a helpline. Easier said than done, because we didn't have all the modern technology that we have today. And we did it by a system of buying an answer phone and telling the person, you know, um, we bought an answer phone and we made up tapes. So we say, your helpline Your helpline operator is Joe, Helen, whatever. And we got a team of volunteers and they do one night on. And that's how we manned our first helpline. And it was open from six till 10 in the evening and all day, I do the all day ones. And then eventually we got together and the technology was getting much more advanced. And then the BT did it for us and they just transferred the calls to whoever was on duty. But it only fell down when the person <laughs> who was on duty that night forgot. And we had some laughs and they got, <laughs> oh, oh, you told them other person that they that sounds like an incredible work linda so i know i know from having worked with you for five years there's so many moments that we could even talk about in the last five years that are monumentous dates for retina uk which was rp fighting blindness which was the british retinitis pigmentosa society but for you, which is your proudest moment of the organisation? Um, I must say, when I was awarded the MBE, I felt I was receiving it for, for all the work that our members had done. And that was terrific. And other occasions we got recognised as an organization for the visually handicapped and we were invited to um we went to the um 
there was a program called <clears throat> In Touch, which I've mentioned, and they also had a, a booklet called, it wasn't, it was a book. For years, they produced this, which listed all the, all the organizations that, that helped people with a, a visual disability. And so that's how we worked. It, mm. it was terribly crude, but never mind, it worked. Absolutely. And we gave a lot of help to our members in the evenings and daytime. And then we set up a, a welfare committee and they helped with the helpline. Mm -hmm. And Bob Gould ran it for years. Yes, of course, good Bob. I mean, the charity um, yeah. has done so much, so much for the for, for the community over the years, and as as well as the helpline and the contact and the peer support and and the camaraderie, the charity has contributed over sixteen and a half million pounds into research. I mean, that must be an overwhelming feeling for you from that first meeting where it was just you to this. How, how does that make you feel? Well, I did the first fundraising event, which we raised £189, giving a garden party in my garden. And I thought that was an enormous amount of money. <laughs> yes, we have raised it. We've been lucky. We have struck lucky sometimes. I met the right people at the right times. Well, I would certainly say from my point of view, Linda, it goes way beyond luck what you've managed to achieve. Um, in, in Last year, we got the introduction of Luxterna, which was the first treatment into clinics for um, LCA, childhood onset inherited retinal dystrophy. How optimistic are you about the likelihood for finding treatment for all of the other hundreds of conditions that Retina UK has helped fund the fight to find? My message would be, be patient. It's not all going to come up once, but they'll slowly start to come in. Nothing happens overnight. I showed a tremendous amount of patience. I used to get so frustrated. Here we are coming up, what, 50 years ago I started it. And I didn't think they wouldn't have a cure, but they will. Absolutely, they will find it. Fabulous. Well, like like you say, I mean, when 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 you had first had your diagnosis, it was seen as just one condition, and of course, we know very different now. How do you see the future right. of the charity? One. How do you see the future of the charity? What are your hopes for the coming years? We will. Well, what we've got to do is find out what each member's gene history, the genes. Mm. And then we can start to give treatment regimes, but we've got to find out what is causing, which gene is causing their blindness. It's so important that you give your history, of your family history, so we can diagnose what gene is responsible. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Linda, obviously... Then, Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Carry on, sorry. And then we'll 
be able to start giving treatments. I have every faith in the British scientists. Look, we found them. But we found the uh, vaccine. Our British scientists are marvellous. I would certainly, I certainly second that. Obviously, everybody is going through our third lockdown now in the in the current pandemic. Do you have any tips for our community how to keep safe, how to keep in touch with family, how? How to keep some sanity, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good person <laughs> to ask that question to. <laughs> I don't think I'm sane after all this. You've just got to keep going. I try and, I think what's very important, you've got to keep your program. You must get up at the, day, uh, the right time of day, get dressed, Get on with luck and have a list of things you can achieve in a day. I always try and phone two, two friends or two people I think would like to have a chat. I think that's important. Try and achieve something. I know it's all very, sounds very easy, but that helps a lot. I read a lot. I, my talking books are, um, I listen to music a lot. I listen to the television because I've got this um, auto-described commentary on it. I hope members of all know that. And I miss terribly, now we're on total lockdown, not having visits from my friends, my family. I haven't seen my son for a year. My daughter can only pop in and have a doorstep drop off, as we call it. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah, it's a very, it's very, very difficult time and, and challenging. And I'm sure those tips will help our community stay strong. So just to finish off, Linda, is there anything else you'd like to say to our community? Have faith. We will win. It's coming slowly. Try not to be impatient like I am. Help and kindness to your other RP members. I remember the very first AGM, I hate doing public speaking. And I said, let's look on it as an RP family. Help each other. And that's what I hope we've done. I would certainly say, say that the community's response to the pandemic and the organization certainly mirrors that wish, Linda, and that, that wonderful sentiment and uh, nerve and energy that you put in all of those years ago certainly has added to what Retina UK is today. Thank you so much for spending time with us today to tell us about a little bit about the history of the charity and obviously to talk to you because we haven't seen each other for nearly a year and um, it's fantastic to have the opportunity to speak to you. Thank you very much, Linda. That's brilliant. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about Retina UK by visiting our website 
www.retinauk.org.uk If you would like to get in touch, please email info at retinauk.org.uk or telephone 01280 821334